It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 10th, 2019. My name is Phil Prosenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about Nikola Vucevic and how he closed out his World Cup and what that tells us about what the Magic are going to need from him entering the 2020 season. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk a little bit about division championships and whether they mean anything and what they actually mean. As a photo emerged from Terrence Ross of the Magic hanging a 20, 2019 division championship banner in the practice facility. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up here. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here from local experts who know their team best. Want to get the lowdown on Team USA as they get ready to play France on Wednesday? We'll preview that game tomorrow on the show. Check out any of the great Locked On podcasts, including Locked On NBA for a national perspective, and you can get yourself set for the fantasy basketball season at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can find all these great podcasts, plus NFL podcasts, MLB podcasts, and college podcasts too, by searching on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. And if you're coming home from work, getting ready for a a night in or or just to kind of unwind from the day, and you don't want to cook or you're stuck at the office and you need food, open the DoorDash app today. You can go there and choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you. No prep, no cook, no nothing. Wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's LOCKEDON from DoorDash. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Over the weekend, uh, you know, I, if you follow Terrence Ross on, on social media, on Instagram, you know, he, he he's pretty active on there and he'll post stuff that's going on in his life, especially what's going on with his family. And, and they were at the Amway Center for Disney on Ice, which, you know, I'm sure was a grand time. Ross was joking around a little bit and said, you know, when you don't want to pay concessions at the Amway Center, just pop in the locker room and, and there's a you know, a, a cooler full of water and healthy drinks that, that you can grab. And, and that's one of the, I guess, perks of working inside the Amway Center. But on his Instagram page, toward the end of that story, toward the end of his, his I, I guess, time, time at the Amway Center, he took a, a filtered photo of a new banner hanging inside the Amway Center. It's in the practice facility, mind you. But it is emblazoned with the Magic secondary logo and says Southeast Division Champs 2018-2019. There was at least some debate among Magic fans about whether the Magic should even really recognize this division championship. After all, divisions are completely irrelevant now. The only thing divisions get you is four games against your division opponents. A division championship doesn't even guarantee you a spot in the playoffs. It is essentially an irrelevant award. It is arbitrary. It has no meaning beyond, I guess, what you give it, the kind of meaning that you give to it. And jokingly, throughout the whole playoffs, you know, I uh, my account on Orlando Magic Daily, Daily had a Y next to its name to denote being a division champion. It's kind of a... It was done somewhat jokingly because initially I just put an X and completely forgot that the Magic clinched the division and were the only Southeast Division team in the playoffs. That's really how irrelevant divisions have become. Back when the Magic won their first division championship in 1995, it did mean something. The, The conferences were split into two divisions, so winning a division of seven teams... That included the New York Knicks at that time, meant something, especially because it was the first time the Magic had won anything, clinched their playoff spot. It, it was a it was a big moment to win that division, even though they would eventually go on to the finals. And the Magic, for much of their history, proudly hung their two division banner, banners in 1995 and 96 in the Arena Bowl. In fact. Funny story before that Dwight, you know, in Dwight Howard's kind of infancy, so like 2004, 2005, I remember going uh, onto the NBA store online and, and actually seeing this shirt at the NBA store in New York and buying it purely as a joke because I thought it was hilarious that this is what the Magic were celebrating, but they were selling a shirt that said, that had Magic across the front and on the back it said Magic Pride with the 95 Eastern Conference Championship banner. And the two division championship banners from 95 and 96 hanging next to each other. By the way, the NBA sold a version of this jersey with the Boston Celtics, who at the time, I believe, had 17 championships. A little bit different. I found the shirt hilarious. I still wear it with pride. I love that shirt. But you can already see where this is heading. Division championships aren't much to celebrate, and they certainly aren't anything to celebrate anymore. It is no coincidence that I think as the Magic matured, as the Magic grew up and and experienced and experienced 
success. That they kind of pushed division championships aside. When the Magic moved into the Amway Center, those division championship banners from 95 and 96 no longer in the Arena Bowl. They're in the, they're in the practice facility. In fact, I don't believe the Magic ever hung division championships in 2008 for the 2008 season, 2009, or 2010 season. The Magic have six division championships to their name now. It's kind of old hat. And honestly, I would say in much the same way that the Magic hang their two Eastern Conference championship banners, once they win that big one, those probably go away too. As your goals change, as your expectations change, what you celebrate changes too. This isn't a bad thing. I'm not going to judge anyone or say anything wrong because I'm about to make kind of the opposite point here though. Finding success and celebrating success in in whatever form it comes is still important. Sports is a zero-sum game. There is a winner or a loser. And if winning a championship is all that matters, and it matters a lot, so don't get me wrong on that. It matters a lot. But if all you care about is winning a championship, more often than not, you're going to be disappointed. And there can be success without achieving that ultimate goal. In fact, I would argue the most beloved team in Magic history didn't even make the playoffs. So you can measure success in different ways. And for a team that had missed... I'm not saying hang a banner every time you make the playoffs. I think that, you know, you make the playoffs enough times, it's expected. It's, it's a baseline expectation. But for this team specifically, hanging that banner and having that reminder helps memorialize that accomplishment. But I like to see like a kind of more generic division championship banner go up in the Amway Center that just kind of lists the years on one single sheet of paper. I wouldn't mind that. I think that would be good because you can look back at those years and remember them for what they were. 95, the big breakthrough, obviously, with the with going to the finals. 96, continuing that excellence. And who knows what would happen if they would have been healthy, uh, whether they could push those Chicago Bulls in the conference finals. 2008, I remember buying a division championship shirt. It mattered to be back in the playoffs and back with the expectation of advancing for the first time in a dozen years. And really the beginning of something good started with celebrating that kind of title. That kind of honorific, as meaningless as it was. And of course the Magic made good on it at getting to the second round for the first time in a dozen years in 2008. But yes, as you compete for championships, as the goals become bigger and more realistic, the smaller goals, achieving the smaller goals aren't as important. They're marks you check off the list rather than things you really come to celebrate and appreciate. But we're still at the beginning of this journey. We're still at the point where getting to the playoffs every year is something to celebrate. It's something that isn't a guarantee. 
We still don't know what direction this team will take. They could take that next step. They could stay where they are. They could fall back a little bit. And I would say that what a division championship banner represents, internally at least, is a physical and constant recognition of how special the 2019 season was. Of how things came together. How the team banded together and did something that no one thought they could do. How they took that big step for them and got out of sort of the wilderness of rebuilding that they were in. And personally, I think that matters. Personally, I think recognizing that success is important. Serves as a reminder of what they can accomplish, of what they are capable of doing. And for a team that had been out of the playoffs for six years, to get back and now have something to hang is a good first step. I'm not saying have a parade. They were 42 and 40. They were the seventh seed in the East. They lost in the first round. There's a lot still to be hungry about. It is the beginning. You hope that this is the beginning of the journey, the beginning of a run, and not the end of one. But if you can't stop and celebrate your accomplishments along the way, then you're not really living. And so, I agree that the division championship banner should not hang in the arena bowl. I don't think it needs to be there. We don't need to be kind of outwardly, very publicly celebrating meaningless accomplishments. Internally, I think hanging that banner serves as a reminder of what they can accomplish, of where they stand and what they've done. And now it's about doing more. And when it comes to doing more, there are several players I can think of that need to step up. But I think it's the one we're not talking about that could really prove to be the big difference. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about about Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Vivid Seats is your place to buy and I think you can sell tickets as well on there. Check out Vivid Seats and remember, enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. Also check out Indochino. It's the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That's Locked On at checkout for a discount on an Indochino suit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Montenegro finished off their World Cup run on Monday with their first victory in Montenegrin history in, an international, in the World Cup. It was something that felt like it was a long time coming, or at least a little ways coming. Montenegro had some close calls throughout the earlier games. They were up 12 in the fourth quarter against Turkey when their shots went cold, and suddenly they were out of the game. It was certainly a a, a big moment for that team. And Nikola Vucevic had two great games to finish the World Cup. 20 points against Turkey, 18 against China in the finale. It's a good showing for Nikola Vucevic. Good showing for Nikola Vucevic overall. When he was involved, when he was active, when he was on the court, Montenegro was better. Defensively, he was fantastic throughout the tournament, I thought. Yes, still kind of gave up some shots around the basket, but I thought his lane positioning was very, very good. I think he did a really good job uh, kind of staying staying in the game and, and, att- and attacking defensively. I think there's a lot to be happy about when it comes to Nikola Vucevic and the effort that he gave in this series, or in this tournament. But still, Montenegro lost a lot. And they lost in ways that they probably shouldn't be losing. Yes, Montenegro didn't have the best guard play in the world. Derek Needham was solid. Ivanovic was solid. But Needham had a penchant for turning the ball over and hunting for his own shot. Uh, you know, Peter, Peter Popovich was hot and cold as a shooter. Uh, Ivanovic was nursing an injury and it was clear that he his mobility wasn't great. Uh, Vucevic, though, never, and it's hard for centers to do this, but Vucevic never really took command of games. Montenegro was clearly better with him in there, and teams did try to double him. They gave him all the respect he deserved, and Vucevic handled those doubles really well, certainly better than he did in the playoffs, for instance. But there was still something missing from these games. And the broadcasters mentioned it several times, even in Monday's game, when he was putting up a lot of points, they kind of said, it, it feels like Vucevic is running at half speed. I wouldn't go as far to say that, but I would agree that Vucevic seemed to play an accommodating role. It seemed to me that he felt like, that he was playing as if he was dropped onto this team that already knew each other and already knew how to play together and didn't want to interrupt things. Didn't want to interrupt their flow or, or their chemistry, and he was just there to support. Which is a little discouraging because we know how good Vucevic can be. And that's the problem. If, you know, I'll give, I'll do grades for the World Cup after it ends on Sunday uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, but... I think what we all wanted to see from Vucevic, and what a lot of people want to see from Vucevic, was him really dominate and take over these games. Was for him to look clearly like an all-star. And while I don't think there's any doubt that Vucevic was the best player on Montenegro, led the team in scoring, was second in rebounds, 
I don't think there was any doubt he was the best player. It wasn't like they ran their offense through him. And it was never like Vucevic demanded the ball, especially in big moments. And of course, that's something we see a lot when he's with the Orlando Magic sometimes. He's consistent and steady throughout the game. He'll get his work in early, especially to kind of establish things. And But then he becomes more of a passer and facilitator rather than a scorer. One thing that, that I really thought about throughout his entire run at the World Cup was about his ability to step his game up to another level and to raise everyone's game up with him. He was as disappointed as anyone with his playoff performance. In that situation, he did not step up to the plate. He got frustrated. He allowed the the Raptors to 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 force him into turnovers and into and, and, and difficult shots. It was not a pretty game for him. Or not a pretty series for him. And it was a lesson learned. It was the first time that he was kind of in that position. But now we have to see Vucevic do that again. Now we have to see Vucevic play that season again. And, you know, some uh, it was interesting to note, I, I saw someone make this point that you rarely see players Vucevic's age make their all-star debut and go back. Uh, when I looked on Basketball Reference, there were eight players who made their first all-star appearance at 28 years old or later. Of those eight, Three made the, made the All-Star game again. Kyle Lowry made his first All-Star appearance at 28. He's been to five. But really, everyone else is kind of pockets. You know, an All-Star appearance here. Paul Millsap has three. Zach Randolph has two. Marcus Gasol made his first All-Star appearance at 27. He's got two, I believe. Two or three. So, you do have to fairly ask if Vucevic has hit his prime. And if he has, or if he's hit his peak. And if he has... That bodes poorly for the Magic, I believe. That probably says that someone else is going to have to step up for Vucevic. But one thing that does need to happen for the Magic to at least copy their success of last year's is Vucevic has to maintain his level of play but he also has to bring everyone else up to his level. And he has to step up in the big moments. And he hasn't done that before. And he didn't do that at the World Cup. And I think it's a fair question to ask of him entering this season. I'm personally very excited about Aaron Gordon. I think Gordon is due for a leap. I, we all, I think a lot of people are excited about what Jonathan Isaac can do. Mo Bamba's waiting in the wings, but you know now Vucevic has the pressure of that contract. He's got the big deal. He's got a four-year deal. And part of the Magic's bet is to say, we believe you, Nikola Vucevic, can do this again, can lead us again. But not only that, they're also saying, we believe you, Nikola Vucevic, can continue to get better can be the leader, can be the guy that lifts everyone up. And if the Magic are going to get back to the playoffs, 
They're going to need that to happen. You can certainly debate whether that bet, whether that thought is a good one or not. Whether the Magic were right to make that decision or wrong at the end of the day. I think it is a fair debate, and I think it's one that we will probably debate over the next few years. But we will see what comes of it. We will see if the Magic do take that next step. If someone else steps up to the plate or if it is Vucevic. I think this year it has to still be Vucevic. I think this year the Magic will need another big year from Vucevic. And if the Magic are going to advance further in the playoffs, Vucevic has to be more than a bit player. Like he was at the World Cup and like he was in the playoffs. He's got to rise to that occasion if the Magic are going to succeed the way that they ultimately want to succeed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Player outlooks are starting later this week, so we'll start really talking about players uh, as we get ready for the NBA season. The countdown is on. We're three weeks away from the beginning of training camp, so get excited. The NBA season is almost here, but we'll get there eventually. Until then, though, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.